0: Hey folks, welcome to Follow the Math. I'm your host, Brandon Campbell, and to start out with, I will say, let's go, Brandon. I'm so utterly thankful that uh, my name is involved in a term that (laughs) doesn't put me in the same category as a Karen, rather than people always referring to as people as Karens for throwing a fit about stupid shit, I get my name thrown in the ring instead of go fuck Joe Biden, it's Let's Go Brandon. Um, so those of you who don't know about Let's Go Brandon, it originated from a NASCAR um, event where a reporter was interviewing the winner of the Rays, and his name was Brandon Brown as she was interviewing him the entire crowd was chanting in the background fuck joe biden and she had to divert saying that they were chanting let's go brandon and that's how all that kind of came into play so at least my name's being chosen in that sense where it's not being referred to as a karen or, or some type of a term uh like that um so today is the eighth episode and i decided what i was going to do is uh um just put the mp3 and convert it over to mp4 video format and just throw it up on youtube and then i also did it on rumble now i always hear about this youtube censorship and Didn't really think much of it. And then uh, literally, I think I posted two, I think three or four, YouTube took down uh, my post because it was showing misinformation, medical misinformation, Um, obviously probably talking about the vaccines and my thoughts. So I didn't really, this is what I don't understand. I'm not speaking to you all as a journalist or reporter and all that most of what I say is just opinion based and I have spit out some facts that I found um, from very reliable sources today. My information is coming from the uh, U.S. Department of Energy uh, Forbes magazine and also Bloomberg um, So these are reputable sources. I, I would assume that you know, the Department of Energy is a reputable source uh, with a topic I'm gonna be talking about today but you know, I, I, didn't underst- I don't understand how opinion is misinformation. Um, it's strictly opinion. People should be able to express their opinions and views without being censored. However, we live in a world today that if you do not toe the line of what the majority of people or organizations feel that you should be saying, they're going to censor you and not give you a voice. And... Um, for that, I'm going to say, fuck YouTube, and I'm not going to post anything on there anymore, and it's just not worth my time, um, and it's it's pretty sad, and so, Rumble, I posted on, I have four uh, videos up there, and they're not actual videos, they're just pretty much the podcast with uh, the logo um, throughout the podcast, I'm just me, doing the audio, I just figured might as well do that might, you know, uh, reach some more people, get some more followers or subscribers and kind of see where it goes from there. Um, so that's that next thing you want to touch on, um, kind of briefly on two other things. Um, number one, the Texas, ab- Texas abortion law, and then, uh, Joe Biden. So Texas abortion law, um, to me it's completely asinine i don't understand what they're trying to accomplish with this abortion law at six weeks where it's not against the law but it gives uh private citizens the uh, authority to um post lawsuits against people who not only get an abortion after six weeks but anybody who um You know who who's involved in the abortion whether it be the doctor nurse um you know um, somebody who may have monetarily paid for it and i think it's completely asinine six weeks doesn't even make sense um in my you know my experience or opinion and also talking with my wife about this like a lot of people don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks um i think both of our kids I think she found out, you know, right about the six to eight week um, time frame. So, like, literally as people are realizing they are pregnant, that's where the loss is. Now, you can't even make a choice whether to keep that or not, and I mean, let's be real. I don't think too many 35-year-old married women are getting abortions. Um, And from what I've had experiences in the past of people I've known or heard about, it's mainly teenagers, college people, um, circumstantial type of things, um, one night stands, you know, um, drug addictions, that type of stuff of getting, you know, abortion. So it doesn't make any sense to me. And I mentioned this because now the Supreme Court is actually reviewing this law and figuring out what they're going to do as far as repeal it or, or, or uh, uphold it. And with the Roe v. Wade case, I don't see how they are going to uphold it. I uh, Hopefully they do, um, repeal it and it goes away. And no matter what you think about abortion, um, as far as, you know, your religious convictions, it's not our choice. It's not us, you know? And I think it's really important to always separate, um, church and state and keep it that way and if you feel a certain way then that's fine but um you know people's religious beliefs should be completely out of the out of the way of actual um laws and i guess i'll just leave it at that well maybe not leave it quite at that and the the reason why i think it's very it's very dangerous Is not only with a woman's right to choose, but it also can it can also threaten this type of law can also threaten other rights uh, people have um, first amendment rights uh, freedom of speech assembly those types of things, it can also threaten the second amendment rights. um, Our right to keep and bear arms. And I say that. Because I think it's completely contradictory of the legislators that passed this uh, abortion law in Texas are a lot of the same people who really tout the First and Second Amendment rights, and what they're doing is they're kind of playing with fire a little bit because you know in other highly progressive states like my state of Washington, um, what happens if the state of Washington passes a law where um, the right to assemble is threatened and that's something they that can take into consideration. I think we leave first and second amendment rights exactly where they are, and um, they're not to be impinged on. And I also think that we uphold Roe v. Wade and Concrete, and just leave it at that. You know, um, I don't think it's worth dying over, dying on a hill over. So that's my quick thought on that one. Hopefully they repeal it, but we'll see. Pretty conservative Supreme Court, but at the same time, if you look at past case law, it's really tough to see, even then, if if they're going to really uphold this or not. So, today, I'm actually part of the uh, cover art. I'm going to put a picture of our President Joe Biden. And uh, I think it's pretty fucking funny, because the whole 2020 uh, campaign... Trump was nicknamed him Sleepy Boat Joe Biden and the picture I'm posting is a picture of him asleep at the COP26 meeting in Glasgow and if you look at the bottom left hand corner of the picture it also has a tag of the United States so the world that's what we're representing the world to this is the United States an 80 year old man who can't stay awake during a conference and, you know, your arguments about you know, president, you know, keeps long hours, et cetera. Well, yeah, you're the fucking president. You're going to be working 16 hour days for four years. And if you do a second term, then 16 hour days every single day for eight years, that's part of the job. And at eight years old, I think he's 79, he's going to be 80 here in a few months. 80 years old, you're going to twilight years. You know, I've never met an 80-year-old that is up for more than 8 or 10 hours a day. You typically spend 12 to 16 hours a day sleeping for the most part anyway. There's no way he is fit to be our president, in my opinion. And you see a lot of this. And and when he takes questions from people, he pulls out of a a list of uh, reporters that he's going to call on. Names and organizations. Uh, I think the one today, he he pulled his list and he called a guy on a guy from uh, NPR and called him out by name that he was going to take questions from him and then a list of other people. So he's being told what to do. He's not making his own decisions whatsoever, and it's very apparent. Um, And I, I don't really understand how people could have voted for him. I am the worst at predicting presidential candidates because during the twenty sixteen election, I, you know, uh Trump was trying to get the uh <clears throat> excuse me, Trump was trying to get the uh Republican um uh, the Republican draw and I was like there's just no way he's gonna win it. There's just no way. And even going up against Hillary, I'm just like, I just don't see it. There's no freaking way. And I despise Hillary Clinton. And in that election, I didn't vote for Trump, and I also didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, I wrote in my vote and I said none of the above, and I wasn't a fan of either, and I personally probably rather have had Trump in than Hillary, but I don't think, I think Trump has done more damage um, to the social structure of our country um, than Hillary would have. So it's really tough to kind of compare that but with Biden I said the same thing um you know he's running like he's so fucking old there's no way he's gonna be able to to win he can't win he can't win sure shit they push out uh, Bernie Sanders and give by the nomination and literally the only reason why he won is because there were so many people out there that would only vote for that would vote for anybody but Trump. Secondarily, I full heart wholeheartedly believe that if it weren't not for the COVID pandemic, Trump would have won in a landslide. That's just my opinion. But I think it's you know fairly accurate. Um and I don't get it. I don't understand how people, um, especially liberals who bitch about all these things, all these social things, especially with Crime and, you know, uh, nonviolent drug offenders. and But they're willing to vote in the guy who was responsible for writing the 1994 crime bill that put these huge uh, penalties and these long sentencing terms for nonviolent drug offenders. It's just you people voted for the person who was responsible for the very thing they're fighting to overturn and to get rid of. It's just, it's such an oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense to me how short-term memory loss or, you know, these people just don't... It's either that or just people are just straight-out ignorant about who they're voting for and why. And I think they're very ignorant with their expectations of things that are going to happen. And, you know, with that is my main topic and it's really about this uh social spending bill and the social spending bill you know they're trying to pass now is going to 1.75 trillion over 10 years and a lot of it i'm looking at it and it it doesn't make any sense to me i don't think it's going to do any good it's not going to change anybody's you know um, lives for the better long term. Short term, sure. Um, short term, it's going to give people a year or two of some pre-K. It's going to extend the child cracks credit for a few years. It's, that's really about it. I mean, it, it literally, to me, when I'm looking at this, um, all these, when I'm looking at what the expenditures are, this is what I see. It's almost like the same thing as, i'm making new year's resolution i'm going to join weight watchers and then i'm going to work really hard for 90 days and lose 20 pounds and after that 90 days is up i'm going to claim victory and then i'm going to start eating cake every day and then gain that weight right back plus more that's what's going on you're throwing some money at a short term um, some short-term benefits not long-term benefits but short-term and you're not going to get anything in return for it um, part of this social spending thing is 100 like what 555 billion dollars to climate and it's just for renewable energy sources and things of that nature. Now, it's very vague. Nobody knows exactly what it is. I have no idea exactly what's what. But what it claims to do is eliminate 1 gigaton of greenhouse gases by 2030, which would be a huge reduction, I think half, about 50% reduction in comparison to 2005 emissions. So you know, if that if that's able to happen, great. Um, is it enough? No. Um, that has to be worldwide. Every single country has to participate in order to make a fucking difference whatsoever. And that's not going to happen. Um, China, Russia, they're not at this uh, climate. This climate review, they're not participating in it and um, they're pretty big polluters. So if some of the largest polluters on the world aren't um, gonna make pledges for reduction and have a good game plan for it, what's the point if only a few do? Um, it's almost like you live in a house of 20 roommates and you keep your house, your, your room nice and tidy, but then you walk outside your room and all it is is just, you know, sticky beer lighting all over the place and trash and everything um, everywhere. It doesn't it doesn't do anything long term it's just talking points and throwing you know taxpayer money at something that ultimately doesn't change um for the long term and when we talk about climate when we talk about social spending um you know we really need to like have long-term goals and i understand it's a partisan thing it's a political thing but Uh, Everybody needs to be on the same page of it and really buckle down and see what's going to be what. Um, And that was kind of the thing that I wanted to talk about. Well, the the thing I did want to talk about with it, because, you know, people talk about renewables. And I think people's idea of renewable energy, um, people immediately think solar and wind. And I've spoken on this briefly before about solar works when the sun shines only and wind only works when the wind blows and so those are very unreliable sources of power now i have a chart here that i got from the department of energy about um reliable energy sources now out of all reliable energy sources nuclear energy is by far the most reliable and highest capacity. Um, And there's a chart here listing the following, solar, wind, coal, hydropower, natural gas, geothermal, and nuclear. Now, the least capacity energy source is solar. Okay, right above that, the second least um, reliable capacity is wind. And then it jumps to coal, hydropower. Then natural gas comes in third as the third best. Second place goes to geothermal, and first place by a long shot is nuclear power. And nobody talks about it. I keep seeing articles about you know the uh, California's last nuclear um, power plant is actually going into decommission over the like, next ten years and. Uh, California is in an energy crisis but yet their most reliable power source they're gonna go ahead and decommission it it makes no sense but they're gonna put more into wind and solar so I'm gonna take a quick break be back get these notes together and I'll go down with you and I'm gonna talk about life expectancies of solar and wind and we're gonna talk about some of me the negative side effects of solar and wind power um renewable yes they are they green are is there no waste well that's a common misconception all right <clears throat> i am back so nuclear power wind solar coal hydro all that so as far as energy production um a nuclear reactor can produce, produces right about a one gigawatt of electricity and so people well you know these other plants can uh, produce a gigawatt but not exactly because if you want to produce a gigawatt you would need two coal plants or three to four renewable uh, plants uh, like solar or wind to produce the same amount of electricity And with solar and wind, because the power is intermittent, um, in order to generate the power you need, you know, the sun or uh, wind or water for hydroelectric, you would also need a backup power source on top of that to supplement those. So, what does it do with waste? Um, Waste. So solar power solar power solar panels last around 25 to 30 years and wind turbines last right on 20 years now the solar panels um, like everything in the world everything's finite there's a lifespan. Um, the materials break down and they stop stop producing energy. same goes for nuclear but a, a much longer lifespan if done with t- current technologies. And Proper maintenance I'm not talking about power plants built in the 40s and 50s. I'm talking about power plants built now um, So it's gonna take four three to four solar or wind farms to equal one uh, nuclear power plant and the issue are is is that with these wind turbines the blades Have to be replaced, you know every so often and they are made from materials that cannot be recycled um and nobody i don't think a lot of people know much about this but i'm going to read a little bit um excerpts from this article in bloomberg and this is going to be pretty much verbatim um a wind turbine's blades can be longer than a Boeing 747 wing, so that at the end of their lifespan they can't just be hauled away. First you need to saw through the lysum fiberglass using diamond encrusted industrial saw to create three pieces small enough to be strapped to a tractor trailer. So we're talking about blades that are about 150 feet long a piece, or half of a football field the municipal landfill in Casper, Wyoming is the final resting place of 870 blades whose days making renewable energy have come to an end. The severed fragments look like bleached white whale bones nestled against one another. And that's end <clears throat> quote that's the end of it for this winter said waste technician Michael Bradveld watching a bulldozer bury them forever in sand. We'll get the rest when the weather breaks in spring. Tens of thousands of aging blades are coming down from steel towers around the world, and most have nowhere to go but landfills. In the U.S. alone, about 8,000 will be removed in each of the next four years. Europe has been dealing with the problem longer; has about 3,800 coming down annually through uh, through at least 2022. Um, and it's most were built more than a, dec- a decade ago when installations were less than a fifth of what they are now. Um, So these blades have to be buried in landfills because they don't decompose. They're literally there forever. Um, They're built to withstand hurricane force winds. The blades can not easily be crushed, recycled or repurposed. That creates an urgent search for alternatives that in places that lack wide open prairies. In the U.S., they go to a handful of landfills that will accept them. Uh, Lake Mills, Iowa, Sioux Falls, Falls, South Dakota, and Casper, Wyoming. um, Where what they do is they stack them up 30 feet tall um, in a huge ditch. um, And then they bury them and that's where they sit forever. So renewable energy sources like wind power, although they don't emit, Um, making the materials, and then uh, when those blades have to be replaced, um, do create a lot of pollution in our environment that nobody wants to talk about. The other portion is solar. So solar not only does have a lifespan, um, panels, they contain lead, cadmium, and other toxic chemicals that cannot be removed without breaking apart the entire panel. So about 90% of the panel is uh, made up of glass, but the glass cannot be recycled due um, to the impurities in the glass. Um, So they strip some of the metal away and all that, but the rest of it cannot be recycled, and it is therefore toxic waste that lasts a very, very, very long time. And according to the International uh, Renewable Energy Agency, uh, in 2016, there's an estimated that there was about 250,000 metric tons of solar panel waste in the world. And at the end of that year, or at the end of the year, okay, so um, they're projecting that the amount could reach about 78 million metric tons by 2050 because of how many uh, solar panels they're making um, that have to be replaced every 25 to 30 years. And that's, of course, if they don't get damaged by weather. So to me, reading this, as far as the pros and cons of renewable energies, which I'm completely for, we, I think, are lacking the conversation about which renewable energies to actually invest in. And I'm guaranteeing, which I don't know, I don't think anybody else knows, I don't even think the people who are actually talking about this bill in the legislature in the legislation in the Congress even know what this hundred this 50, 555 billions is gonna actually go to. And I guarantee you not one fucking dollar goes to nuclear energy. Um, that's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but I would like to see a breakdown of this. Like if you guys want to save the planet and save climate change because it's the most existential threat in the world, then why don't you start talking more about it instead of just sputting out talking points, actually give us information to get everyone on board. Um, just makes sense to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but that's kind of how I think about it. So a little bit about this uh, social spending plan um, that gives you know everybody a couple more bucks for a few years or some free pre-K, but um, things like, uh, you know, community college, um, that was scrapped from the bill because uh, the university industries uh, really lobbied against that. That would really hurt business for um, your local and state universities. Um, So they definitely don't want that. Um, And a bunch of other things that, you know, could have been good for everyone in the country. And I think if we're going to start talking about social spending, we need to first start with health care and then go from there and stop pussyfooting around everything else. Um, let's talk about healthcare. That's the number one expense in every family's um, budget besides mortgage and food. It is health care. Um, it's not pre Okay. Anyway, you guys let me know what you think. Um, Shoot me an email at followthemath at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. You guys take care. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Later.